Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 14. Verse 6. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing restrains the Lord from saving with many or by few. Say, it may be that the Lord will work for us. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will work for every shepherd. Every word seeking for souls. May the Lord work for you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Pray to God the Father, your word says, for you will work for us. May you work for your people. May you work for your people. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray in the name of Jesus.
speak to the Lord. Say, Father, use me. This is my generation. This is my season. This is my time. Use me in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. steadfastness devotions lift your voice and pray with faith Lift your voice and pray the Lord. 
Stir me unto devotions. A passionate love with you. Thank you for bringing us together and we thank you that you are here to speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, put your hands together for Jesus and kindly take your seat. Hallelujah. Alright, once again I want to say welcome to church. I'm preaching to you on Steadfastness. Steadfastness. Maintaining your own steadfastness in Christ. Second Peter. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. 17 says, You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. That means there is a type of fall called the fall from your own steadfastness. What it means is that if you used to pray three hours and now you pray one hour, it means you have backslided. The Bible calls it the fall from your own steadfastness. So what does the word steadfast mean? Steadfast means immovable or unmovable. Unshaking. Something that is firm. To be steadfast means to be constant. Not giving to change. It may be mean determination. Determination. Devotion, determination, devotion, strict adherence to standards, strict adherence to standards. And the Bible says, you therefore, since you know this beforehand, beware 
in other words, be cautious, be careful, lest you fall from your own steadfastness. How? He said, being led away with the error of the wicked. So how do I maintain my steadfastness so that I do not fall from my own steadfastness? So that I am not drawn into error. I can maintain my zeal and my faith in God. I can maintain my passion and my love for God. Love dies with time if it is not kindled. Through our scriptures, the Bible refers to love as fire. And the embers of every fire goes off when it is not fueled. That is why how you feel for your first beloved is not the same as how you feel for your eighth beloved. The value can never be the same. Where and tear has caught up with it. But the love that is from God is constant, unmovable, unshakable. Always the same in strength, in power, even in effect. But the love that exists among humans are subject to fail. Failure to passivity, failure to lukewarmness and familiarity. You have become used to things. And in most cases, our love for God is likely to suffer this same fate if we are not taught and trained. Sometimes people fall from their own steadfastness. Ten examples of steadfastness. Number one, consistency in prayer is steadfastness. Joy in the Lord is steadfastness. Strong love for God. Those days, worship songs could make you cry. And you can imagine, it's a very long time you cried. How many of you have cried recently? And the recent song seems to be more powerful, yet very little bring, I mean, Christ come out of it. What is the reason? The sensitivity of your heart is becoming immune. It is becoming immobilized. It is becoming dull. How do I stay this type of sensitivity to God? And that is what I'm talking about today. Another way to show steadfastness towards even so winning. You never pass by somebody without telling him Jesus loves you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus needs you. It was always on your tongue. It was always on your mouth. If you check and it is still there, glory to God. But if it has gone down, it means there has been a fall from your own steadfastness. Devotion to the study of scriptures is also a way to measure your own steadfastness. If your prayer life, your study life, I beg your pardon, is dead, it means a certain steadfastness has been taken away. If it is not there, 
you will have to kindle it. You have to start. You have to stir it up. What is devotion to the word? There has to be a personal Bible study in your life. As a Christian, you should always have a time you study the Bible. It is something that should be part of you. If it is not there, it means something has been taken away from you. One day you had a dream. Out of your 32 teeth, seven of them were gone. One of them was your prayer life. One of the teeth that was gone was your Bible study life. God was telling you that something is being taken from your life. You see, mostly when the teeth is removed, it depends on your age. It may never come back. So there are certain things when they get removed, they may never come back. But if you have two years, when it gets removed, one of them will come. I think every teeth removes three times or two times. All the set go, oh, no, no, it's not once. It's once. Hey. When you are a child, you have front teeth, they go and they come back. And then when they go, they don't come again. It's once. Okay. Since nobody is talking, let's take the ones like that. I used to think maybe twice, right? but they are saying it's once. So if you are two years and one of your teeth is removed, maybe for a chance that another one will come. But sometimes when you are like 32, one of them is gone, it's gone forever. Do you know why people are quiet? They always see in their dreams somebody is removing their teeth. <laughs> So they are afraid. Stir it up. Stand up once more and let the devotion start again. Are you here with me? All right. Now, even the fellowship of the brethren may be affected when your steadfastness go down. You don't feel like going to church. And you don't feel like doing anything church. That feeling is a reminder that something is missing and it has to be taken back. You realize that it's not that you don't have time, but you don't have time for the important thing. There is no appetite for the important thing. So when the appetite also goes down, I mean, steadfastness has gone down. Somebody who was able to eat five balls of kinky now eats only one and he's okay means that something is wrong somewhere. It's not a sign that his, his stomach has closed up. It's a sign that something is wrong somewhere. The same way, if your appetite, voracious appetite for the things of God, suddenly dwindles, it means something is missing. And that is why there is a need for us to come to the place of steadfastness. The next one is working for God. Such a passion, such a love. Those days used to be the one opening the church doors, and you were the one who closed the church doors. Because you are the first to come and the last to leave. But these days, you are the last to come and the first to leave. It means that a certain steadfastness is missing. Are you here with me? Wonderful. So these are examples of areas in which a man's steadfastness in God may be affected. Pastor, when this steadfastness leave, how should I... What can I do for it to come back? Number one, devotion to the word of God.
In other words, if you really wanted to return, then you must sit up and declare to yourself that you are going to sit down, you are going to study the word. If you used to study the word 20 minutes, 10 minutes, because you are using the word as a means of revival, you may have to tarry long at the word. Study it two, three hours. That is how the love will come again. If you are studying the word just to perform a ritual, or studying the word just to wash your conscience, it is different thing. But if you want the word to become a means of revival of your Christian life, then you may have to stay with the word for long. Make time for it. That is how the revival starts. Psalm 119 verse 98. It says, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. They are ever, that is to say, they are forever with me. I am always by it. I am always by it. Every two minutes, you are resorting to the word. Every two minutes, you are checking something from the word. Every two minutes, you are finding out something from the word. That is how revival and stirring for this steadfastness begins. Second Timothy 3.15 It says, from your childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise, so that for salvation through faith, which is in Christ. If anybody says that, I want to be wise like you, just tell the person that, from your childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. Wisdom is from the word of God. So as you give yourself to the word in pure devotion, there is a stirring of your spirit. Can I ask you a question? A man who drinks one bottle of alcohol and gets drunk, suddenly drinks one bottle and doesn't get drunk. What do you think the person should do to get drunk? He should drink like 10. Yes. So to be, get, to be drunk in the word, you'll have you have to break a seal. There is a seal on our Christian lives. There is a seal on your prayer life. Until you break that seal, you cannot do beyond what you have been doing. There is a seal on your word. The depths of your word. How much of the word of God? The word of God is not in the information. It's a spirit. How much of that spirit is inside of you? Has a seal. It has a limit. As you always study one hour, one hour, one hour, that has become a seal. Until you break that seal, you can never and ever increase in the work. So for when you realize that there is a level of steadfastness that has gone down and has to be kindled, you may have to go beyond one hour if you want the way to get you drunk. So you can tell yourself, for the next three weeks, I'm going three hours, three hours of the work you will be shocked what will happen to you within the three weeks. So many amazing things will begin to happen because you are not just breaking a seal, you are launching yourself into a new dimension, a new realm in God. Any experience you are experiencing as a Christian 
is according to your level in God. There are people who pray and they, are, they don't see manifestations. Some pray for themselves, things happen. Some pray for themselves, some things don't happen. All of this, it means that something is limiting you. You are operating in class one level. Until you write exams, you can't go to class two. So when you become devoted to the word of God, when you become extremely attached to the word of God, it launches you to the next level of your life. There are people who I have personally observed as a pastor that the moment they become devoted to one thing, suddenly you see certain things begin to change about their lives. Suddenly, you begin to see that something unique is going on in their lives. Some of them, you can see that certain breakthrough happens to them. Some of them, some, some of you are, in your mind, you want to be pastors. But in action, you are not even a Sunday school teacher. As you get devoted to scripture, the power to make that decision is released unto you. Many of you cannot make certain decisions because a certain strength is lacking in your life. The moment you launch out into a certain level, certain strength comes upon you to make certain decisions. As you get devoted to scripture, you shall experience great testimonies in Jesus' name. Why? Because the riches are in his word. Isaiah chapter, maybe Revelation 5, 6. And I look and behold in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders. Stood a lamb, asked that means seven seven horns, seven eyes, seven spirits of God sent out to all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll, which is the word, in his right hand and sat upon the throne. In our faith, we are enthroned by the word. This is a revelation you must have. You walk in dominion and walk in victory over things by the entrance of the word of God. Access into the depths of God's word. So the word of God is given to us as a weapon. It's not a book. People criticize the Bible because they have no testimony. The moment you have your own testimony of the word, nobody can convince you out of it. There are people who criticize the Bible. God, they don't have any testimony. Once in a while, they pick it to read it. You will know John 3.16, but you will not know the power of John 3.16. Because the power is in depth. How much of the John 3.16 you will manifest is according to your work in God, your depth in God, your height in God. And these heights we ascend by extreme devotion, depths of commitment, steadfastness, consistency, being stable and fixed. Devotion to the word. Number two. How do I maintain my steadfastness? I want a personal revival in my Christian life. I want to experience God in a greater measure. Number one. Extreme devotion to the word. Number two. Meditations on scripture. I think that devotion to the word naturally brings us to meditation in scripture. You will never meditate on scripture by decision. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When the word of God becomes saturated in your spirit, naturally it dominates your thoughts. 
Most evil in this world are happening in the mind. You will never steal until you think about certain things. The white man has come to deceive Africans and taking all our riches. We have to find a way to avenge. Let us go into internet fraud and steal. A certain process has gone on in your head. When the word of God becomes dominant in your life, your thought is not able to go into those realms. Your thought is controlled by the word of God. The Bible says, holding into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There is a certain level of obedience to Christ that happens in our thoughts. Meditations on scripture. Meditations on scripture. It is a force. It is a power. It is a force. Proverbs 18 verse 1. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all judgment. Next verse. It says, a fool has no delight in understanding but in expressing his own heart. When the word of God becomes dominant in your life, you seize the power of expressing your own heart. You begin to express the will of God. The word of God becomes dominant. It dominates your heart. It dominates your thoughts. It dominates your being. Joshua 1, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. And observe to do all that is written therein. You will make your way prosperous and have good success. Meditate in it day and night. Meditate in it day and night. Meditate. Meditation is when the word of God takes your mind. Our desires are saturated in our thoughts. When the word of God takes over your mind, it takes over your desires. It takes over your soul. The reason why people are not steadfast or people lose their, or fall from their own steadfastness is because other things begin to dominate their lives. And I'm saying that when you become dominated by the word, those other things will lose their power to dominate you. There are a lot of people who cannot be alone because any time they are alone, something evil will happen. As the word of God dominates your thoughts, it will have dominion over your life. Number three. Passionate prayers. Passionate personal prayers. Passionate personal prayers. You know when you have prayed well. After you have finished praying, you yourself, you know, I have prayed. Why? Because in your heart, there is a confirmation of every activity. You are revived only if you stay yourself onto passionate prayer. When you see you are falling by your own steadfastness, isolate yourself into prayer. Go into passionate prayer. There are prayers and there are prayers. Look at me. 
This is not passionate prayer. Passionate prayer involves emotions. Intensive prayers. Intensive prayers. Even the people in your life, when they say, I love you, you are not moved. But when they say, let me tell you, I love you. You can see there is a difference. One of them has passion. The same expression, the same statement, but achieving different effect. At least I did some little bit of language and I understand communication. What you send through text is different from what you say. When I'm serious, I don't like text message. Because you can easily misunderstand people with text message. Most couples fight on WhatsApp chats. Anytime you realize that the thing is heated, change it into a call. You realize that the person is not even bored. You are dead communication. And people do not know how to communicate by writing. Because we are naturally not trained to communicate by writing. You have to be trained to communicate by writing. <laughs> so what do you mean? It's different from, so what do you mean? But when you type, there is no tonation. There's nothing called intonation. Just say tonation. The tone affects the meaning when you are communicating. Sometimes to see somebody is genuinely sorry, you may have to hear it than to read it. Because I'm sorry is different from I'm sorry. <laughs> One has passion, passion, passion. Let us pray. You yourself, when we ask you, what did you pray? Don't remember. You wake up in the morning, you are doing your quiet time. And you lie down. Quiet time. Is this one prayer? But you are praying. There is a deep, even if you don't want to shout, can't you see there is a difference? You know you have prayed when you pray. I can tell you for one year you've not prayed. What you are doing, there is no emotion in it. Imagine somebody you have done something wrong. He said, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is that how to say it? When people are saying they are sorry and they don't mention their offense, they are not sorry. Many people do not know this. And when they mention what they have done and do not also mention by their own estimation the effect of what they have done, they are not sorry. Many of you say, I forgive you, I forgive, but you don't even know what you are forgiving. I'm sorry for saying you are stupid and for making you angry. Kindly forgive me. After the third point, you must add the fourth point, which was the request. After you have said that you, this is the offense you have committed, you are sorry, and this is the effect, what do you want me to do? You may say that, oh, I'm sorry, or for whatever that I've done, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And when somebody is genuinely sorry, 
when you mention his sentence, it does not change his mood. That is repentance. Repentance means willingness to accept the punishment due you for your offense. Then the person tempers justice with mercy and say you are forgiving and not justified. So anytime you tell somebody that this thing you have done, I will not cook for one month. And the person says, why are you saying that he has not repented? Because he has not come to measure the severity of his own crime. Pastor, what you are I learned it from uh, 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 Zacchaeus. Everything I'm telling you, when I study Zacchaeus, I got these four points. <laughs> it is a, that's why Jesus said, I'm coming to you. God. Jesus knew he has repented. The man on the cross also said, we deserve to be in, on this cross, but not this man. That is a sign of repentance. So when you do not acknowledge what you deserve based on what you have done, you have not repented. You are about to repeat the same thing. And that's what I always look out for. When you punish people and they recognize that you are right, what you have done is correct. It's a sign they have changed. But when they get angry that you are saying their head is like coconut because of what, the insult may be a punishment. Then you can see that the person has not changed. Tomorrow he will do times four. <laughs> are you learning something about communication? Uh-huh. Prayer is a communication. If you are in the foundational school, you have heard it. Or they've not reached there. They've passed there. <laughs> communication. Communication. Anytime there is, if you are, most of you are not scientific husbands. A scientific husband should learn the cause of events, causes of offense, causes of error, causes of fight. If you fight on the same thing twice, you are not wise. Every argument goes into an archive. Study it like a whole research topic. And know that any time there is a disagreement, it begins with our WhatsApp chat. Stop. Most relationships start fighting on phone. When they are in a relationship, as they are talking, oh, but why are you there? They start fighting. And so mostly don't have calls with that kind of person. Because when you are face to face, the person understands what you are saying. Even your jokes, he understands by your facial expression. But if that wisdom is not there, you are always fighting. But what is always bringing our fight? If you, are, you ask that question, what is always bringing our fight? If it is money, make, find a way to make loss. Because loss also bring peace. Of course, loss can also bring war. You know the Treaty of Versailles. It was what led to the Second World War. You remember Germany, Poland, France. There's a First World War, the Second World War. I'm just telling you. In that treaty, they cheated Germany to give Assassin and Lorraine to France and Poland. And Germany felt like a big part of them has been taken. And they, they said that because of the way they have been cheated, they want to march out their forces and came back again in the Second World War. 
Laws can bring an end to a war. Okay, so from today, 20% of my salary goes into this account, 10% of your salary goes into this. This 30% is what is used to organize the house. What do you think? I don't agree. What do you think? I don't think. <laughs> when there is an agreement, that 30% runs everything. 2010 ratio. You are always arguing. Find a way out. Are you here with me? Anyway, we are talking about our own steadfastness. I just want you to wake up. I'm not talking about sleep. It's not only your physical eyes that close. Obviously, the eyes of your understanding, it also closes. They enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. As I'm talking, all the points I've mentioned, you were not so active until I started talking about communication. The eyes of your understanding popped open. It shows where your heart is. Because coming to church is supposed to be a pursuit. Anytime you are coming to church, you must come hungry. Or else you don't benefit from it. Why am I going? I'm going for answers. Why am I going? I'm going for points. Why am I going? I'm going to lay hold on treasure. I need something to run with. That is the point. So you come hungry. You come expectant. Believing. Zikatu, Lika, Zala, Makose. Passionate prayers. Prayer that involves emotions. And those prayers never go unanswered. Never. The Bible calls it the heartfelt prayers. Heartfelt. Heartfelt. They always go unanswered. You can be asking something by asking it casually. You become desperate when you intensify your prayers. Your prayer can kick a revival into your life. Fiery revival, you're on fire. A, a wild soul, a, a, a burning, a burning desire. My prayers. Intensive prayers. Intensive prayers. Intensive prayers. Rakatusa. Sometimes leave the house. Walk around. Go praying. Ask God to come in. Tell God. What is the direction? Where is this thing getting to? Mostly. Even when answers have not come. Apprehension, apprehension leave. Because a certain peace that comes into your heart after you have prayed. This is the secret between, between Christians and non-Christians. What we don't have, we are peaceful towards it. Even what they have, they are insecure for it. Because the peace is from the heart. Stay yourself to prayers. Stay, many of you don't like prayers. I know. People who like prayers like come, for pray, come in for prayer meetings. People who like prayers, you see it on them when there is prayer going on. People who don't like praying, If you really love praying, 
It will be seen on you. Many of you need to be stirred to pray. A Christian is supposed to stir himself. Right now, if I say, let's run a few let us pray. Pray, 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 pray. I can't see you praying. Pray, pray, pray. Remove your intestines. But the one that knows what his prayer can do. What are you saying we should pray about? Let us pray that the heavens should be open upon us. Color, shoka. This one I mastered. You just have to put emotion into it. You'll be stirred. You are too casual with prayers. This is the only weapon of the last days. We have no solution anywhere. I'm telling you, there is no solution anywhere. Economies are about to clash. The world is going to fall down. What are the expectations of the last days? I wrote seven of them today. You see that all of these things are happening with speed, speed, speed. All the Bible prophecies I believe just by observing gay and those things. Now if indeed the world has accepted this thing, it is possible that one day we use one currency. It is possible that one day Christianity will be illegal. It will be possible that they will remove Bible from all the internet. I believe in all of those things. You may think that it's not possible. How do you think the, how, 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 how did the world imagine a possibility that Human beings should be allowed to marry animals. Today I saw a video of a woman who has married the Eiffel Tower in France, Paris. The tower, the building. They said that she has a, how do they call it? Identify with. She identifies with inanimate objects. So when she sees wood, she, she has, so. All of these things is madness. He has married a, a, a metal mast. You know the Eiffel Tower? That tall building, metal, Paris, symbol of France. And when they show her, she has hugged the metal and she was crying. She fell in love. <laughs> oh, I love you. is a possibility, possibility world. Everything can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe that one day laws will be made. They ask a child in class who's four years, five years old that is mention any gender that they know. This four years, five years old boy lifted his hands. So there are two genders, male and female. Then they imprison the boy in a school. And in that prison, they bring a special psychologist to brainwash the child for three days. The child mother has called the school. They said they will not release the child until the three days of brainwashing is over. And the woman is crying on phone. They said, that, no, 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 no. Your child has to be helped. The child is incarcerated, like imprisoned. Oh. When you study artificial intelligence for the next generation, 
It's scary. It's scary. Some Christians are even doing some conference abroad on how artificial intelligence is designed. Now, the way like we have Messi and Ronaldo, it will change. Now, the Messi and Ronaldo will be internet characters like uh, toys who play the football on the field. And that's what they are developing so that football will end. And the purpose is that the, the biggest gathering is always sports. So they are now developing artificial, uh, uh, what do you call it, machines to do what humans cannot do. So that mass gatherings, and if mass gatherings are stopped, then churches are forced to stop. Because when they locked down, the only pressure that came to the world was those who love sports. The football, okay, nobody will be at the stadium. There's lockdown, but we will play the football. Put it on TV for them. Okay, then we will replace these people. <laughs> people are buying wives. Yes. The, the, the wife is, is, is a machine. It does everything. You can talk to the machine. The machine can talk to you. Hey, good to see you. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. How are you too? <laughs> Today I would like rice and kotomre. Then he will go to the kitchen and do it for you. Yes. That's just one aspect. They have a vision to collapse all institutions of advanced learning. Yes. So when is Machines are the ones thinking for us now. Courses of, then he'll give you 25 courses. Well, can you write that type of exams? Yeah, can you write exams with a computer? Apart from speed, how much memory? <laughs> it's strange. Very, very strange. So, I mean, I believe in all the unusual and all the strange things. I believe they are, they are happening with speed. Speed. Africa, we are not seeing much because we, are, we don't pose a major threat. We don't pose any much threat. That's why we are not seeing much. This, oh, this gay, gay. Ghana can accept it in two days. They are just that we don't pose any threat. That's how they are negotiating. If they say from today, Ghana, you are not allowed to trade in dollars, that's all. That's all. Everything will come to an end in Ghana. Everything. We can say, we will now trade in pounds. It means all the dollar accounts in Ghana, which are owned by the politicians, what are they going to do with it? Even our Ghana, our country, our resources are purchased in dollars. It's like dollar is our uh, uh, backbone. So we don't pose any major threat. They will just remove it in one day. Are you here with me? Stir up yourself passionately. Passionately. Passionately in prayers. Don't joke with prayer. Even if it is one minute. Praying time is not a time to show how much tired you are. Some of you when you are praying, you are sitting down. You think I don't see it. 
I watched them and said, they are not serious. This is not a time to sit down. All right, let us pray. Then see somebody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are in church and you are WhatsApping. This auditorium, the internet is not good, but you are able to WhatsApp here. Give me a phone. No, 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 no. I've given you your own already. Don't touch it. Don't, don't let me leave church and come there right now. And what's church time when they are checking people's status. fall from your own steadfastness. Don't. It's not necessary. Can I tell you something? The status will be there for 24 hours. Why can't you deny it now? Because something has dominated your thoughts. These days, people, people, people cannot free themselves from themselves. Hello? You should not like anything above your thoughts. I'm preparing you for the end time. That's why I see all these things. People like like football. They can't, they can't, they can't. Uh, The last time I listened to a preacher, he said, just watch highlights. It will help you to stop. But the, the highlights will be there. Some of it is movies. Obia, when they when I say football, some people their head was like this. When I say movies, nah. Last week, American Center for Art and whatever have introduced a new law that for a movie to qualify for the Oscars, it must have a fair representation of gender, race. Movie is supposed to be an art. Now we are not looking at the art, who is good at it? Even if the person is white and is foolish, he must be fairly represented. If the person is black and is foolish, he must be fairly represented. That's what the world has become now. Pray. Pray and deliver yourself. They know what they are doing. When they say it must be fairly represented, they are not talking about race. They are talking about gender. 119 of them. Now they have introduced another one. It's called childism. Childism is when you give a name to your child. It is an offense. Childism is when you tell your child he or she. 
It's an offense. You should not impose your own acculturation and your own sexual orientation on your children. It is an offense. It's called childism, one of the crimes under uh, LGBT, By the way, do you know that it's an offense to bath your own daughter who is three years as a man? You can be jailed for at least seven, eight, nine months. It is a sexual abuse. When you hear the abrofu sexual abuse, it's different from our definition of sexual abuse. If you bath with your child, you can be jailed. Ah, but Polo was jailed because of that. The laws are many. <laughs> it happened in Ghana here. You're not supposed to expose your nakedness to a child. In public, also. So if the child is able to prove it, that there's any camera that captures it, you can be arrested. And the world expression of nudity. When... Uh-huh. When you cut a plaster and put it here and put it here, it means you are not nude. Yes, the nipple is exposed, nude. If it's not exposed, it's not nudity. That's how they define nudity. <laughs> and I said, all those who go to the beach to swim will be arrested. They are in bikini, it means they are not nude. Who is that like you, Lord? Number four, I'm done preaching. Take it, take the things I'm saying, send you serious. Number one is what? Number two? Number three? First Samuel 30, verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, and every man for his own and his daughter, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. His God. And the next verse. He said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here for me. I want to pray and consult God. In his distress, he resorted to passionate prayer. Number five, number four. Keep the right company. There is a law of combustion, isn't it? What law is that? What, how do fires go off? Hey. Huh? Okay, what is the fuel? Okay, okay. You put it. You put on. Okay, okay. When you put a fire together, and you separate one of the fires, the one that is separated goes off faster than the one that is in group. Why is it like that? Uh, it's, it's actually an oxygen issue. 
That's how when you put on, let's say, a candle, you put it in a glass, the candle goes off. Because, for instance, those of who use cool pot, when you do, and when you blow it with a fan, blowing it with a fan will make the fire increase than blowing it with your mouth. Because your mouth is carbon dioxide. When you blow it, you are stirring oxygen. Isn't it the case? And I'm asking, why is it like that? I'm trying to explain something about synergy, how doing things together, iron sharpen, iron stirring each other onto good works and all of that. When you work with people who pray, you pray. That work, you see that Charlie, the guy is prayerful, you are, he's leaving you behind. Most of you, your husbands don't pray, you may not pray. Most of you, your wives don't pray. It may affect your prayerfulness. When you are married, look for a woman who can pray. It's part of the requirements. In these last days, action speaks louder than beauty. <laughs> Life is full of issues. Praying is part of the requirements. Hello? Hello? One of these days, wake your husband up and say, let us pray. Wake them up. Don't say that I'm tired. You know, you will never die. If you can be aggressive and passionate in your prayers, you don't need any stirring. The stirring is the Holy Spirit. As soon as you, you see, as soon as you think you're tired, you're tired. But when you think you're not tired, you're not tired. Hello? My husband. I know you just came back. I don't know. Let's pray. Let's pray. You give me your left hand. Let's pray. Rama Kaba. Rakada Bahaya. Shokata. Radalala Bahakataya. Shokata Kapakata. Malakata Ratatate. Shokata Kota Katakatakata. Ekala la 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 Answer, he's waking up. The sleep is leaving. Now, when he realizes that you don't have any intentions to stop, he will wake up. Some may do it politically. Pray. He wants to let you know that he, she's bored. <laughs> and some of them too, the whole minutes, they will not open their mouth. <laughs> I know, you are tired, but open your mouth. Pray. <laughs> Even when they are wide awake and they are checking Instagram, Open your mouth. They will not open their mouth. Mm. Well, didn't I tell you I'm tired? Say so you said we should pray. Hey! Hey! <laughs> and when you say go and sleep now, she will walk quietly to go and sleep. The way things are going in this house, let's pray. Things are not working. Things are not working. If two will agree on earth, that means we are not agreeing. That's why on earth we are suffering. (laughs) 
Let me tell you something. The men are supposed to be the priests of the house. But he say, all the fetish priests, those who throw the powder are those who help them to dance. <laughs> if you're a fetish priest and nobody is beating the drums, but so I will wish that the sisters will take care of the morning devotion in the house. Because if you're the sister, you are the one doing that, the man will be ashamed not to join. And sisters who are not married are looking at me with bewilderment. What is going on? Is it not supposed to be the norm? The pig told the baby pig, you will grow, you will come and meet it. When families break down, that's all. Husband and wife, there's no devotion. Their children become affected. The peace in the house, the devil will begin to invade the house. He said, except for fasting and prayer, and you come out quickly, let Satan takes advantage of you. Except fasting and prayers. So that means that during fasting and prayer, Satan does not have any role. If the two of you start praying, you will never struggle to pay school fees. It's true. If you are married here, you and your wife, you pray every day. You will never struggle with rent. But the wife thinks that her role is just sweeping. So when the man is praying, she will be lying down, watching Instagram. When the sister is praying, he, with beard, will be lying down, watching movie. And Facebook. Said so the Instagram is for girls and Facebook is for boys. And Twitter is for gays, a hybrid. <laughs> Why did I say anything bad? They told me that they have put lovering on Twitter. The first page, God is my witness, when I opened it, it was a man and a man having sex. Twitter, the first time I opened it. I didn't know that they put pornography there. I said, why? What baptism is this? <laughs> oh, me, I can't be tempted by those rubbish. Ah, then the cockroach too can tempt me. When I see cockroach lying down, I say, wow, I love the bottles. Wow, I love the cockroach. His chest is powerful. <laughs> There's nothing exciting about evil. Don't be deceived. Number five, my last one. Grow in your love for God. Passionate love for God. Passionate love for God. Our love for God leads us into the fear of God. When you love God, you want to spend time with Him. You want to be, you want to talk to Him. You want to speak to Him. 
Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse eight. I speak not by commandment, but I'm testifying the sincerity of your love. The sincerity of that love by the diligence of others. So there's something called the sincerity of love. Sincerity of love. Well, I don't have time. I would have explained what sincerity of love is. Mostly, love is devoid of sincerity. The kind of love we talk about. Like you are not dressed well. The person can say that today your dressing is not good. Lovers don't do that. Lovers will say something like, oh, yesterday was powerful. Today too is not bad. So when people are in love, they can't be sincere. They can't tell the truth to each other. Ladies actually don't like that. They don't like to be told the truth. Lovers, lovers. What you are doing doesn't make sense. You don't say it like that. Sincerity means plainness. Plain, objective, truthful. Sincerity of your love. So you can have a sincere love for God. That means that love is devoid of pretense, is devoid of hidden motives. Some of you, God blesses you today, you stop church. Your love is not sincere. Okay. What if somebody tells you that you are married because I didn't have money? How will you feel? Hello? Is it a nice statement? And the truth is that some people, if they get money, they will leave you. I'm not saying what you have is like that. I'm just, some people personalize things at the wrong way. You see, I'm trying to let you understand. Some people will love you when they have money. And some of you are not choosing because the one who really wants to choose you thinks that if he had the little resources, he would have come for you. It's like you are his standard, but he was afraid. You know, money has some confidence it imposes. Are you here? Yes, so our love for God is supposed to be sincere. Sincere. Lord, I love you, whether I'm rich or poor. Lord, I love you, whether I have or I don't have. Lord, I love you, whether I'm a professor or not. I love you, whether I'm big or small. I love you, whether I'm short or tall. I love you, whether I'm in America or in Ghana. Many people will not be Christians if they are to go to America. Yeah, because the sincerity of their love is tested by that kind of exposure. They realize that there's so much to lose. When you're in Ghana, you lose only fornication and adultery. And... But there, you lose so much. You lose kissing in public. You lose kissing at the bus stop. You lose... Hey, hey, it's too much, it's too much. I can't, I can't. I travel abroad. Crazy things everywhere. Crazy things everywhere. Public spaces, parks, especially public parks. Every community has a green park, football park. There's no football in it. It's for people to come and play. Langas will never sell it to people to buy. <laughs> when you went to Canada, you didn't, see, you didn't see a lot of parks. Yeah, it's a sign that they plan their place. Open spaces, 
green ground. They weed it all the time for people to bring their children to come and play. You can sit there to enjoy nature. Huh? Yeah. Did you enter? So you, you went into. Uh, okay, then it was good. That's how the Abrofu do their things. But here, there's no open park. They sold every, even cemetery, they are selling it. <laughs> if you joke, they will sell your palm. <laughs> are you here with me? A genuine love, undying love for God. Undying love for God. Undying love for God. That brings you back to God all the time. When that love for God is not there, when you go, you don't come back. Ever-growing love for God. Your love for God should be passionate, intense, intense. It's supposed to be even be intentional. It's supposed to be deliberate. Pastor, how do I love God? The same way you love the lady. I spend time. Because see, a good relationship doesn't have to be talking all the time. But you don't have to talk every day if you have a good relationship. But why do you talk all the time? Emotions. 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 So you talk to God all the time. All the time. Lord, what should I do about this? Somebody is trying to make you angry. Just pause in your head. God, what should I tell this person? That's how you work with God. Some people, they don't ask anything. They just fire. Hey, I can't take this nonsense. Hey. But if you ask God, Lord, what should I do? Lord, what should I say? Lord, how do I go by this? That's one of the secrets. Asking God all the time. Involve him in your decision making. Imagine you have a house, you are married, though. Your husband comes one day and says, oh, I've sold the house. This is the money. Will you be happy? At least you should have known. Even the two of you had plans to sell it. At least you should have known. God wants to know. He wants to know your plans. He wants to know what you want to do. Ask him, Lord, what do, I, what do you think? The day you don't feel like going to work, ask God, God, should I go or shouldn't go? The first thing is see a man diligent in his work. He will stand before kings and not me a man. He will tell you that scripture. The day you don't feel like studying, say, Lord, I don't want to study today. He will tell you, study to show yourself approved. As a workman who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. <laughs> Should I be awake to pray or as you sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber. <laughs> he says, lack or pounce on you like an armed man. Need, need or pounce on you like an armed man. One day somebody says something very cutting. He said, God, why should I say, say, ignore the foolish in his folly. Argue with the fool and you counted one of them. Let him go. Leave him. The most painful answer is silence. The person is confused. Well, when you talk plenty and nobody talks, can't you feel stupid? You're in the, as you talk, your wife is sitting at the corner, she won't come. Said, won't you mind me? Said, sweetheart, I've heard you. What should I say? I have nothing to say. Just like that. What should I say? When the back and forth is coming, demons are winning. 
Let me tell you, silence is a spiritual weapon. Silence. Especially when people are criticizing you and accusing you. When you keep quiet, the demons behind it begin to get weakened. But the more you talk, the more they are strengthened. Now, that's why mostly when men of God are insulted, they don't talk. On radio, they don't talk. That is their, The moment you begin to talk, the spirits are stayed. When you keep quiet, they die. Like sheep in the shearer's hands, he opened not his mouth. That, that's what confused all of them. He didn't talk. So sometimes you have to be quiet. It's not a sign you are foolish. You only talk when the person is ready to hear, but you know the, the, the present atmosphere does not encourage any hearing. The man of God, how are you? This one is an ancestral thing we have to fight to. When we left, now you became fine. <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. You should come and see this, brother. What you are going through, he has gone through. Glory to God. Say, Father, stir me up. Jump to your feet and let's pray. I want you to speak to God this moment. The Father, this moment, stir me up unto a revival, unto steadfastness. Lift up your voice and pray. Do you need a staring to pray? Don't be absent-minded. Pray as if you have been left in a bush. And your only way out is prayer. Pray with faith. Yega dolmekata. Shekata rabada. Palalamambada. Rabadesh. Lift up your voice. Set me on fire. Feel me, Lord. Lift your voice and pray to God. Set me on fire. That's your prayer.
of your life that has gone off, set fire on that place right now. Kindle a holy fire. Rakatabaha. Pandana makapanda baha. Sotaranta tatay. Ia paparata tatay. Aya kapanta di bakapanto di kateya. Lift up your voice and pray to God. Command every door to open. Silicataya. Therefore, since you have known this beforehand, Yekatarante nekapaya. Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. Speak to the Lord. Any height I have fallen, any height I have declined, any height and standard I have lowered, I am stirring myself to my own revival. thief comes not but to steal to kill and to destroy any means of stealing any means of killing any means of destroying you are standing yourself up now a fresh zeal for souls fresh fire for the ministry Fresh fire for cells, locals, Bassania. Fresh anointing for prayer. Fresh grace for fellowship. Intimacy with the Holy Ghost.
Would say that Kataya, the Paradata Paparatataya, Haya Parada Parantanamanameha, the Pantanamataya. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. In our days, we are not fighting the war of temptation. The era of temptation is over. We are fighting the war of dominion. The Bible says, whatever overcomes a man, to that he is a slave unto. We are here contending with dominion. It's an atmosphere. Temptation is alluring. We are not fighting temptation. We are fighting that which dominates. The laws protect it. The culture brings it up. The lifestyle supports it. It is with you. 
You don't invite it. You don't walk to it. And the power of dominion is broken through prayer. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, as I pray, any form of dominion within my place of dwelling, say out in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray right now. is no more for rest. It wants to dominate your life. Food is no more for energy. It is supposed to dominate and control your life. Sex is no more for procreation. It is supposed to dominate your life. It is no more for pleasure. to a question it is a weapon of dominion whether you have it or you do not have it set me on fire on fire. Oh Lord, set me on fire. Oh Lord, set me on fire. That is your prayer. No more idling around. Cry out to Jesus. If you are listening online, stir yourself up unto prayer now. This is not a time of idling. It is not a time for passivity and unchallenged. It is a time for aggressive, intensive, heartfelt prayer. Set me on fire, Jesus.
Let the altars be rebuilt. Let the broken walls be rebuilt. Lift up your voice. Let the desolate lands become fertile one more time. The season of waking up to prayer. At dawn, you just wake up and you are praying. Yekarada, haya kapana lama, haya antone mekapa ya, yelelo masonta ni mekapa, likantone mireanti kasoha, ilele lalo si kapandi mikaha, ligrandi ngansude, iko kongu kavrades, haya nkata ya, halondi gidanto kapa, ikapante ni mekapanta la kapa ya, hata raka, hapanta na kapa ya. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, 